Good morning. Good morning. This is Binyam on the Bin Checking In podcast. Welcome, welcome to say hello, hello everyone coming in. <laughs> We're live streaming on the YouTube, on the Instagram, and on the TikTok as usual. Glad to have you guys joining in, even as we start off this podcast. My name is Binyam. This is the Bin Checking In podcast. Today we are on episode fifty-one. We passed the 50 mark yesterday, which is pretty spectacular. I'm pretty thrilled when I see this kind of consistency over time. And this is one of those that I want to continue going on, and I hope it serves you guys well as we keep growing together and becoming better versions of ourselves. This is the podcast where I focus on three key things, and they are typified in the following words, awareness, kindness, and happiness. These three things I sort of revolve around as I consider self-reflective questions. Good morning, my dear friends. I see you coming in. As I focus on these three key areas, this is first and foremost for my benefit. I work through these because this is how I continue to refine and get to be uh, experiencing life in a more richer context. And as I work on becoming a better person that way, I want to share that process with you as well. I want to share that process so that you can also see how my mind works, how I engage, how I interact. I've got a skill set that is really fine-tuned. This skill set that I've worked on for the past few years, I've scintillated into these three words. This is like my method, if you will. I have started calling it the ACK moment. The awareness, kindness, and happiness. Pursuit. And in working through these sequentially, it's helped me become more aware of who I am, how I'm going to grow in a really healthy dynamic where there's not a war going on in my head, right? Of me ripping myself apart and where I do experience genuine happiness. So this is why I want to share that with you so that you can also grow and be a part of that conversation as you consider your own context. Um, we rarely take time out to invest in ourselves this way, so this is a really meaningful way for you to spend some time with me as we roll together towards this destination and enjoy the journey as well. Welcome to episode 51 of the Ben Checking In podcast. Glad to have you guys join in. Today's question, today's question we're answering is as follows. What aspects, which aspects of your life are you able to control? Now, I'm not going to touch on which ones you can't control because that'll be for another week in a few weeks time. Maybe, oh, maybe I'll get to that next week, actually, a few, after a few more podcasts on other topics. But the question, which aspects of your life are you able to control, focuses in on the now, the here and now about the present. What things are going on right now that you can acknowledge and say, yeah, this one here, I I got this, you know. Hello, my dear friend, Brandon. Um, I got this one here. This is an area that I feel I am in my space where I can walk in my power, where I can speak my convictions. Um, all this is really important to uh, feeding into how we experience what's going on today. This is a great question because it also leaves me with a sense of empowerment. I don't know if you hear that in this question. Which aspects of your life are you able to control? Now, I'm going to tell you guys something. Some of you may not believe it. <laughs> Last night, I was at a party. This is a really special party because this is the first time I've ever experienced being drunk. <laughs> you heard me correctly. This is the first time in my life I've ever been drunk. Now, I'm a 41-year-old man. Most of you are like, what? You can't be that old because I get that response quite often based on how youthful I look. I'm I'm very advanced in age. I'm not 
completely advanced. 441 is, you know, you're in your mid-season of life now, right? Never in four decades. So in over four decades, I've never been drunk. So last night, I drank some alcohol. Now, the big thing about me drinking that is noteworthy is I don't like alcohol. I've never liked the taste of alcohol. I keep trying alcohol every once in a while by way of sips. I'm like, yeah, this is terrible, right? But last night was my baby sister's 19th birthday. She lives, lives with me, uh, and it, we're great roommates together. Uh, she, yeah, she's fantastic. She's the youngest of all of, all, all of, all of the siblings. And in addition to her being the youngest of the siblings, she's also the beloved one too. Everyone loves our, my baby sister. The first hangover, yeah, how was it? Is the question that's being asked here. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll describe the feeling because everyone was watching me very closely. They were like, Holy crap, Binium, this is like huge. They knew the significance. The, the significance was this. Um, yeah, I'll share this with you guys because I feel like we, we have this for a rapport here. My baby sister, I mean, we all love her dearly. I, the siblings get along fairly well. But it was just me, my other sister, her boyfriend, one of my dear friends, and my sister. It was a very small party, but it was really meaningful. She's got her close friends that spent the summer here but had to go back for school, and so they sent like an ice cream cake. And and my gift to her was actually an airplane round-trip ticket to visit her friends in Vancouver, which is like about an hour and a half flight away. And so she was pretty thrilled about that. But her request for her birthday <laughs> to me was, Binium. I know you've never been drunk. Being drunk wasn't on the table, okay? But uh, she said, would you be willing to give up your... Like, I've never actually done smoke anything, no drugs like like that. And so uh, she enjoys um, weed. And weed here in our part of the uh, world is uh, legalized now. And so she enjoys weed. And so she said, Binyam, would you be please be willing to be high with us and take a weed? And so I said, you know what? I've never done this before. I don't like the smell per, per se, but sure, I'll do this for my sister. And so that was a big deal for her and for everyone there. They're like, this is crazy. Like, Binyam's going to get to this point here. Holy crap. This is all, by the way, answering this question. Which aspects of your life are you able to control? And I'll tell you how my experience was. We start off by taking tequila shots, <laughs> and I wanted to show how brave I could be, so I took the tequila shots without, like, any lime or anything like that afterwards, and, uh, I mean, it was, it, it was an experience that I didn't really enjoy. I mean, it didn't taste good. It definitely left the feeling going down. I was like, okay, there it is, you know. I don't see weed as a drug because it helps people with cancer. That's true, Tate, for real. You're right about that as well. Hello, friends. And so as... <laughs> Um, as I took, you know, tequila shots with my friends and my family, um, I mean, we were, we were having a good time. It, it was a very slow process for it to affect me. So I didn't feel, I didn't feel the effect until it started growing through, through the night. Um, so I did, you know, a few shots of tequila with them and, uh, we were just having a good time laughing. Uh, we were going to get to the weed part and, and, uh, and my friend came and joined us and it was a great time. We were, we had lots of laughs. Um, there may or may not be a video that will not <laughs> surface in any public context. It'll just be for family viewing. <laughs> it was so good. It was so much fun. But here's the answer to my question because someone was asking, how is the first hangover? It was my first hangover at 40 plus years old. Pinium did weed. I use it as a nighttime to relax and play the Xbox, but it's not legal here yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it definitely is legal here. Um, but here's the thing. Um, my, my dear friend, the plan was to get to the weed. 
Um, but my baby sister, um, she just had a little too much to drink, and so she had to bow out and go to sleep um, before the for uh, before our festivities were over. So we actually never did get to the weed part. So I'm still, as of yet, a weed virgin. But I've promised her that <laughs> I'm family. I need to see that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Love it. Okay, maybe it might surface at some point in the future. But for the time being, uh, I need to get everyone's consent first, and not everyone is um. Uh, yeah, you don't see my family for a reason very often, and that's because I want to honor their privacy as well. So you won't see my kids on my platforms because we do value their privacy. Uh, you've seen my baby sister already. Oh, there's a video um, back in my pages with her and her good friend. Um, and the other one, I think you only see a brief moment of her while we were shopping at Costco, but she's also you know, a very private person too. So I want to honor that. However, however, uh, we didn't do the weed last night. We never did get a chance to do that. But on the alcohol front and me getting drunk for the first time, I mean, they kept on asking, how are you doing, Benny? I'm like, how are you, you know, how, how's the experience for you? For me, um, I felt like the question we're a- answering is, which aspects of your life are you able to control? Well, for one, oh yeah, oh yeah that's cr- called cross-faded when you use both but not all. People like the effects because they counter act each other, and I drink on New Year's Eve and nothing else. Gotcha. That's helpful. Yeah, so here's what happened for me. <laughs> for me, as I uh, I felt I could control the, this decision. So here's the question again. Which aspects of your life are you able to control? For four decades of my life, I just never was interested in um, smoking or drinking. I mean, I tried once in a while. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. But I was able to have that sense of control saying, yeah, this is not my jam. And I was able to continue being consistent in that uh, horizon. They're saying, yep, yes or no kind of thing, right? But even last night making the decision, I still felt that control. I could control this response. My sister made the request. I said, of course, I love you. I'm going to I'm gonna share this experience with you. And then, of course, my one friend who had promised she was going to be there when I did be for the first time, she was, of course, there too. But um, <sighs> when I was taking the tequila shots and as I started taking their effects, I felt this sense of, there's a bit of lightheadedness. So I was getting up and I was like, whoa, you know, things are moving faster but slow at the same time. And um, I was less inhibited, if you will. It was in this moment that I realized, hey, I might be a bit of a control freak because I like, the, I might seem very easygoing. I might seem really like jovial and fun and, you know, like, haha, kind of thing. But in reality, I have some very clear boundaries in which I stay with them. Once these boundaries are set, as I figure them out, inside of those boundaries, I just go crazy. I'm all over the place, and I have a blast doing that. It's so much fun, but only within those boundaries. And so I just felt I didn't have those boundaries up anymore. And so it's not it's not that I said or did anything bad. It's just more like I didn't feel as in as I I didn't feel I was as much in control. Some people's bodies are acting towards alcohol, and you won't enjoy your um, and you won't enjoy your high as much. But it is preferred to smoke in a group with ones that you love. So the so that's the best time. Awesome. Thanks for the heads up on that. Yeah, I think that was definitely what it was for me. Was I was in the midst of friends, of course. That was fantastic. But I felt the sense where I wasn't really in control. And I was okay with it. I was just kind of sitting there. I knew I was in safe company, right? Which is really cool. I can guarantee you that once, though, once you start smoking, you're going to be like, ha ha. <laughs> That's great. I was just reading the emojis. <laughs> 
But along those lines, um, yeah, it was that sense where I was like, I, I'm feeling less inhibited, and I'm also feeling freer. Like, I mean, I, I like to try and pretend like I know how to dance. I don't know how to dance, and so I was like doing some dancing, but I felt even ease in my dancing to the music that we were playing. Um, and the conversation, I mean, we we're just having such a great time. So I knew it was a safe place. It was a safe place for me. This is my family, my dear friends. And, uh, these are memories that we're going to share, but I didn't feel that sense of control that I had access to, like I usually do. Right. I was like, this is what it feels like to be drunk. Now I didn't have a hangover this morning, so I think I maybe just got to the point of tipsy and that's where I called it. But, um, that sense of control again was more along the lines of, uh, it was missing, but I was okay because I was in safe company. Bro, you look like Armanta, a small musician. I know, I've heard of this guy, and I totally agree. Yeah, he knows me, I know of him. <laughs> I've heard we look very similar. Isn't that crazy, though? And people are saying, you need to get a, um, a, an, a DNA test to make sure we're not uh, related in some way. So that was quite the experience. And I mentioned that story, which is very fresh. It happened last night because in this story, um, which aspects of your life are you able to control? I was able to control the decision to say, I'm going to go this way and give up this possibility that I won't have control. I've seen intoxicated people before. I interact with them all the time. I really enjoy their company. I love in- interacting with them. I knew I was going to be in their place where... I wouldn't be having as much control, but it was the decision that I made to go there in the first place. It was, it was a decision that was four decades in the making. That's a long time, right? A long time, a long span of time where I'm like, I'm gonna hold out for this experience if I'm ever gonna have it. And when the opportunity came up where my sister's like, Binyam, would you please be willing to do this? I said, yeah, I'd be willing to do this. And it was a big deal. Like everyone had this degree of anticipation. We never actually got to do the weed, mind you. Tafe says it gets some weight off your shoulders when you are under the influence because it almost takes your self-awareness away so you're not self-conscious about your dancing or anything. Oh, that's so true. So true. That's a really good point, my friend. Very good point. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally know what you're talking about there. I'm going to TikTok to see there. Okay, I'll see you over at TikTok in a moment here, my friend. So, um, yeah, I chose to go down that way after four decades of choosing not to. That's an amazing expression of control that's being applied there. You see that? What does that take for you to be able to control elements in your life? So for some of you, peer pressure is a real thing, right? Peer pressure is a real thing where you're like, I feel compelled and uh, impressed upon by my culture, by my society, by my the expectations externally are so great that I should do this or go down this pathway. For some, that works. Others, it does not work, right? And so, um, yeah, that's something to to note when you're considering this question. Which aspects of your life are you able to control? Let me tell you the ones I'm able to control. I'm able to control at this point in time right now much more than I once was able to because once upon a time, I was more on other people's agenda. Other people would communicate in subtle ways mostly, what their expectations of me were, and me being the people pleaser, I'd be like, all right, I've got my marching orders. I'm going to do whatever it is I feel that they expect me to do. I was not in control in, the, in those times. But at this season of t- life that I'm in right now, I'm able to control so much, and it starts for me in the mind. It's typified when I am riding with my um, riders, my Uber, and uh, I mean, I make a great first impression. I, I make a really good first impression. And as they're just like totally enthusiastic about 
about, oh, you're amazing, you're all this and that. Usually they'll suggest things that I'd be really good at. They'd be like, you'd be an amazing, and usually it's psychology. They're like, you'd be an amazing psychologist or therapist. You have such a soothing voice. You are able to like listen well. You are very intuitive in your questions. Like They come from various angles in what they're observing and experiencing, and they say, you'd be amazing at this. Once upon a time, I'd be like, all right, I guess I should do this because that's what they think I'm good at. But now I'm like, nope, I can control my trajectory in the future where I'm going to go. The world around you, says Tate, will affect how you think. Always remember, it doesn't matter what the world thinks. Yeah, totally blue. I agree with you, my friend. Totally agree. And that's where I've gotten to now, where I listen and I appreciate and I thank them for their intel, their um, their kind words of affirmation, etc. And yet, at the end of the day, I'm the one who's going to make the call and saying, here's where I'm going to go this way. Does that make sense? So I'm not on anyone's schedule anymore. And I love that I'm able to control the aspect of my life where I can use my mind to go in whichever direction I feel necessary. Does that make sense? I'm able to be able to say, nope. Um, as much as you say I'm amazing at this X, Y, or Z, I'm going to choose this pathway, this trajectory, because this is what makes sense to me. So I really value that my mind is that zone where I feel like I have control now. And I have control in such a way where I'm not dependent on external suggestions or uh, um, um, influences or, you know, um, when people try to, like, uh, compel you against your, your desire. That's not where I'm at anymore. I'm at the point where I'm like, I get to control what I think and how I get there. And part of my training, of course, philosophically and with English, um, has really helped cultivate a mind that is able to think about ideas really well. So when I connect with people, when I communicate with them, I'm able to see them for who they are and say, I would like to get the real you. I'm able to ask the kind of questions that help me, helps me get to that point. And in so doing, I feel like I have the control to be able to say, I am on my own agenda here as I express my desire to connect. And in so doing, I can actually choose which pathway I'm going to go down, which one I'm not going to go down. If they're going to propose a certain trajectory that they want to talk about, say, let me give you a real life example. Sometimes because of the reach that I have and because of the the sacred places that some people share with me about their own stories, Others will want to hear the story and say, hey, tell us, you know, what so-and-so said. And I'll say, actually, I won't. That's control apply there because this is someone else's story. I can talk about you and what you're going through and what I'm experiencing while I'm going through that with you. But I'm not going to tell you someone else's story because that's their story. See the control that's applied there? The control that other people wanted to try and implement. But I'm like, nope, we're not going to go down there. Let's talk about you, though. So that's part of that evolution of me feeling that I can control my mind and where it's going to go. And it's beautiful because in this marketplace of ideas, as I connect with people from all over, I'm able to work from a premise of strength, work from a premise of strength where I'm like, I'm seeing this person now for where they're at and who they are. And and I don't have to feel like I'm out of my league here. I don't have to feel like uh, that that I'm out of my depth in connecting with them because we're fellow equal human beings. We're trying to figure this out together, right? And that's such a beautiful thing for me, such a beautiful thing for me to be able to go forward on that premise saying, I'm happy to connect with almost anyone 
as long as we have this understanding of what we can control and what we can't control. I can't control their responses or their contributions, but I can control how I'm going to respond to them. And that comes from this mind, this beautiful mind that I'm so thankful for that has enabled me to connect and engage from this premise of, of strength, of control. So which aspects of life are you able to control? I'm able to control my thinking. I'm able to control the way I connect and engage with people because as I do so, there's this real tangible exchange there of what does it look like to express who I am and how I want to perceive myself. This is the awareness piece that we celebrate on this channel here. Aware of myself and why I am the way I am. Aware of how I'm going to treat myself with kindness. That's, again, within my control. I can choose to be myself and say, oh, Benham, you're so lacking in X, Y, Z, but I don't. I don't do that because I'm like, no, I value myself enough. I can control how I think about myself. I can control how I'm going to work on those elements that I still want to grow through. You know, I wanted more patience. I can control how I continue working my way through those lessons for me personally. Does that make sense? And then, um, and then I can also know what I want to experience and go towards that way. I can control how I'm going to respond to scenarios. So I pre-think through various, um, 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 various outcomes, scenarios, in the worst case scenario, so I can prepare myself. If that ever happens, how am I going to respond? So in some very high stress, um, highly emotional scenarios, I can control the way I behave. I don't lose control. For some people, they find that overwhelming, and they're just like, ah, don't read out loud. Okay. Thank you for trying, my friend. Thank you. That's very kind of you. <laughs> I won't read out the message out loud. Got it. <laughs> like, don't read out loud. What am I not? Yeah. Uh, thank you, my friend. I, I really appreciate your, your heart there. So, um, when I was just saying, when I am in this zone of control, oh yeah, so I'm able to control how I'm going to respond in really difficult situations that other people might fall apart on, right? When someone dies, that's really close. When some tra tragic calamity happens in the community or things happen along the way, I am super... Um, I'm able to keep control. I'm able to control how I'm responding. And I'm able to respond in such a way where I just don't lose it. I sort of go into that zone of, okay, what needs to be addressed here? We're going to work through the necessary logistics of what needs to be touched on here. And as we do that, then I'll also let myself feel that. I'm even letting myself feel in control measures so that... It can be, um, so it, it can serve those around me, and that's really important. So I would say, for me personally, my short answer to the question, which aspects of your life are you able to control? Mm. It all starts in my head. <laughs> it all starts in my mind. This mind that I've applied so much discipline to, so much application of here's how I want to go through life, here's how I want to experience what I'm going through in a way that is beneficial. This is fun. All the different... <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you doing that. All this for me is really critical because from here, it helps me define and engage in a really meaningful way with those around me what makes sense. That's so important. Um, I'm able to share with you guys some really beautiful things. Thank you, by the way, for the kind gifts you're sending along the way. To my, that's very, very kind of you. Um, I'm able to share with you guys some really meaningful stuff because I've done a lot of work already in here. And I've figured some stuff in here already to a point that gives me tremendous satisfaction. Where I'm like, yep, I'm in the right place at the right time. This is exactly where I want to be. 
And so, um, along those lines, I love sharing what I have with others. Why do I love doing that? Because I get to control how it's going to come out. I want that to serve others really well. I want to serve others in a way that hits home for them, where they're like, I've always wanted to understand how this works, and you've made it simplified for me to engage, and now I have an easier experience going through my own stuff. I love being able to do that because now I'm, in essence, taking some of the control that I've been enjoying, and I'm sharing with others and saying, here's how this makes sense. I have to, for example, control the way I'm speaking. I could speak a whole bunch of gibberish, but if I'm not making sense, it's not going to serve you guys. I have to control the way my thoughts are being formulated. I have to dress up those ideas with words, and then I have to present those ideas to you guys so you guys can consider it and say, that's a well-dressed idea, right? I'm here for the wisdom, and your wisdom is worth more money than I could give you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you. So I love being able to be able to give my gifts that way. Um in such a way that says, hey, if this serves you, I would love to offer this to you. I'd love to see you progress because one of the things that gets me going is when people are able to stand in their power. One of the things I love most in my friendships, in the connections that I make, is how can I make this individual? How can I make you guys? Listen carefully. The reason I do this is not that you would learn to depend on me long term. I want to give you the tools to be able to think for yourselves and to be able to make some amazing discoveries about yourselves in the way that you're going to engage the world and impact others as well. So we're going to keep on being friends long term. Absolutely. I want to see this as a long term friendship where we're supporting one another. But as I continue investing in you and it goes two ways here. I love the dynamic, the trajectory that we're heading on that says eventually we become peers who are able to speak into each other's lives in an insightful way because of the experiences that we're going through. We're helping each other going forward and we get to control what that looks like. We get to grow in our own power. I'm so thrilled that I get that opportunity to, with whoever I'm connecting with, say, listen, you have options. You are able to make your own calls in life in such a way that you are able to, to say, yep, this is my hell yes. And I'm making that with reference only to me, first and foremost, without being influenced in undue ways externally. I'm not doing this because I feel compelled by my parents or by my friends or by the media or by society itself. I'm doing this even though no one sees the, the sense in this. This is what my reality is, right? I want to be able to engage and interact with you guys from such a vantage point that you're able to feel that sense of, this is me standing in my power. I love seeing those kind of expressions. So as I interact with you guys, as I'm looking at you guys here, or as you're listening to me on the audio, I want you to know that the effect of my work that I'm sharing with you is that you guys would get to this point where you feel like you are standing in your power. I want to interact with you in such a way that you feel a lot more confident in your abilities. You feel a lot more determined to be able to follow through on your plans. You feel a lot more conscientious that you are the one that matters before anyone else matters in your own reckoning. I want you to feel that power where you're like, I can do this. That is my intention for why I do what I do. I want to invest and and inspire you guys in such a way that you're like walking away with a real feeling of, hey, I got this. Uh, I'm being asked, what am I doing? This is a podcast. Welcome to my podcast. Uh, I unfortunately got to go. I'll be back tomorrow. These days are always amazing when I awake. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I'm going to land the plane here in just a minute as well because uh, our time is sneaking away on us. But... 
which aspects of my life am I able to control? I'm able to control my mind and the way that I apply myself to serving others. I'm able to create boundaries that I'm able to implement and keep for my own benefits, for my own safety, for my own um, health, my, my own mental health. I'm able to control all that happens here because as it happens here, it comes out by way of actions. It comes out by way of expressions. It comes out by way of intentions in how I want to serve you guys and make sure you're well cared for. And as I do this, my desire is that you guys would also be able to grow in your awareness of how you can control where you're going in your future and why that's important. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's such a blast. I love a good challenge where you guys come along and say, my scenario is actually quite unique. I have extenuating circumstances that make me feel helpless. Well, listen to me. I think it's not game over. It is such that you are still in the game. I want to invite you down into the arena with me. That's uh, the... uh, quote from Brene Brown's book, uh, Daring Greatly, where we are fighting together, where we are failing our way forward, where we are growing together, where we are tending to each other's wounds, because it's not always easy, it's not always going to be comfortable, and um, there's something to say about the memories we make. As I was sitting down with my family last night, and friends and remembering some amazing memories we're making some new ones as well we made some amazing memories here uh, last night i'll have to do some cleanup this morning you know a lot of the drinks and things that we did along the way it was so much fun though we made some memories that's something we can control especially in the pathway we're heading i want to invite you to make some memories with me make some memories where we intentionally invest in each other and as we do so we're walking away i want you to walk away from these episodes one more assured of your who you are you're more aware of who you are you're learning to be kind to yourself and you're also enabling yourself to pursue your happiness as you work through this stuff as you do this you open up so much space through your experiences of working through this sequential process of reaching those around you i want to affect so many people around the world through you guys by inspiring you first and foremost the podcasts here are available on spotify and other podcast places spotify or anchor and um you can watch the video on youtube or on my instagram uh, on the igtv because uh, those are the recorded ones um so yeah, that's where you can find some of those along the way. I have five of them. I have this one, the Ben Checking In podcast. The Bincast is going to be back again soon. That's where I interview people about their lives. It's a fantastic, good time. I have a few friends that I do a podcast with. We talk about some amazing topics. That's a friendology podcast. There's a mum series as well. Mum series is like audio for my Uber rides, mum memorable Uber moments. And then the fifth one is the Ben Asmer narrations, Ben ASMR narrations. Check that out as well. Friends, I'll be back again tomorrow. Thank you for being here. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great Thursday. Bye.